Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of No Limits with Mac and Gary here on StayHorned.com. I am Mac Irvin III, as always, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Gary Singh. Gary, how you doing today? What's up? What's up with Mac Irvin III? Oh, you, you moved away from your uh, traditional opening line. You didn't say, what's up, what's happening, what's good? I'll let you take over today. today. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> All right, well, you know, we didn't forget. We didn't forget that this weekend is the NBA All-Star Game this March 7th. It's all happening on one day. So we figured let's go through and let's make this entire episode a little NBA roundup at the All-Star break. Let's check in and see. We got, we're handing out awards. Who's our midseason MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff. So make sure you stick around for all that. Let's dive right into it, Gary. Let's talk about the midseason most valuable player. Who do you have as your top player so far this year? So, Mac, as my top player right now, you know, this race is pretty nip and tuck. I feel like every other day is literally switching in my mind because of the performances that are happening. I really wanted to go Joel Embiid, but I just can't. I got to go with Braun, man. I know Braun's had a little tough month this last past month, but we all know what the true reason what that was for, really just all the injuries around him. LeBron's been doing everything literally he can, 25-8-8, eight, and eight, adding that three-point arc to his game even more this year. He's a top defender at the moment in terms of efficiency and uh, just player efficiency on the defensive end. So I got LeBron James as a current MVP at the midpoint of the NBA season going into All-Star Weekend, number one vote-getter at the All-Star Game. So... I got LeBron, but it's really close. I think a lot of people are in there. I think throw around Dame in there. We could throw Joel in there. Nah, that's my main two behind him, really, to be honest. It's funny that you mentioned him being the top vote-getter at the All-Star game. I don't put a lot of stock in that, considering that's just fans, though, right? I guess. I don't know, Mac. I'm going to put a little stock into it. Hmm. Well, listen, if we're being honest, it would be LeBron every year because he's the most valuable player to any NBA team. But... For the sake of variety, we got to change it up every few years, right? He can't win it every year. So, like you said, I'm looking at Joel Embiid really hard, but I'm looking at another guy, and I'm surprised you didn't mention him. Nikola Jokic is doing pretty well for Denver this year. You know, he's been moving up on a lot of people's boards as well, but something about recency bias for me, just seeing the way that Joel Embiid has been playing, something about his play style and the way he's elevated the 76ers. They're currently the number one team in the East right now. I mean, right now I'm going to have to say he is my MVP at this midway point of the season. And uh, But I will say I will be surprised if he can keep this form up throughout the year. You know, he's been known to be kind of up and down. It's a bit of a roller coaster with mm-hmm. Embiid because of the injuries and availability and such. So if he can stay healthy and keep producing at this level, then, I mean, sky's the limit for Philadelphia. Maybe even a final trip. Mac, I can't put Jokic in there because the Joker's in the sixth seed. Can't put you mm. in the sixth seed. You can't be in the combo. Just simple. That's why Luka's not in it. He's been having a good season. You can't really deny that. So that's why I have him up there with Joel Embiid at the moment. I think just LeBron just dealing with 
him being by himself on an island. I know everyone's been saying, too, it's looking like Cleveland days when they had Delva Dova as the second best player on the team. That's how it's been feeling like. So that's why I got LeBron right now. I know people, like you said, recency bias might affect that. But, hey, the first two months of the season, pure dominance. Let's move on down to our next midseason award. Let's talk about our coach of the year. And, Gary, I know you and I were kind of feeling the same way you know, talking about before we started the show up. Uh, are you still going to go the way I think you're going to go, or are you going to surprise me here at the end? I'm going to switch it up on you, Mac. I got Doc Rivers as a coach of the year right now. The Yes, the coach that got let go, fired from the Clippers last year. He got this team number one in the East. We all knew they were going to be good. I just didn't know if they were going to be this good. He got Joel playing like a beast that people have been waiting on. He got people less talking about really Ben Simmons and really got him playing a role that looks like he's really comfortable in. He just got this team. And main thing, too, he got Tobias Harris playing as a really good finisher, closer for this team. So I got to give Doc his credit. He got this team playing great. They're actually one of the best defensive teams in the league right now. So I just got Doc Rivers right now. And I know who you're going to go with, and that person's right there, right next to it, I think. Like you said, you already know where I'm going to go with this. I wasn't too high on this team coming into the year. I was not high on the Utah Jazz, but... Looks like Quinn Snyder and the boys down there, looks like they've put something together. They're currently the top seed in the West, and by a couple of games in hand, they're the top seed in the West. That was really surprising to me. It's like one of those things where you you don't look at the standings for a couple weeks, but then you look at them and it's like, whoa, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. That's how how it feels like to me with the Utah Jazz. And again, it's going to be a question of form for me. It's all about, you know, you look great now, but what about when it comes down to when it really matters? Is Utah going to be able to handle the pressure? I mean, we saw them. They did not react well to when something didn't go their way just a couple of nights ago. I mean, you had Donovan Mitchell saying to the press, we felt we won this game when they did not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I wouldn't blame no one here to Quinn Snyder. You know, Monty Williams of the Suns is doing pretty well as well. I'm trying to look right here, too, who some good mentions, you know. Man, Tom Thibodeau of the Knicks right now is doing pretty well out there, too. So I wouldn't be too mad at that pick because I don't think the Knicks, I don't think no one had the Knicks at the 5 seed. I think that everyone got to make it no, out of the playoffs. So, you know, those are the top two th- guys right there. By the way, this thing, Doc Rivers, you know. Switching off, sw- you got this team playing how they should have been playing for a while now is a big credit to him. All right. This one should be pretty hotly contested. I feel like it's a two-horse race for this award, but who is your rookie of the year? Okay, so we all know my preseason pick was yes. Probably no one even thought about it. I called it Tyrese Halliburton. That was my beginning of the year pick. Tyrese is doing great, having a great year. It's a two-horse race, but hey. Man, that guy LaMelo Ball, man. That guy LaMelo Ball. You cannot. He's playing ridiculous, Mac. Literally 15, 6, and 6, 45% from the field. People called him when he came out the league, coming into this, coming into the league when he got drafted. He wasn't a shooter, proving them all wrong. We all know he was a good ball handler. He's doing that automatically. 
the rebounds and the sit the rebounds really shocking me. I'm surprised he's already already averaging six and he's lengthy, so I'm assuming he's gonna maybe get to eight soon here in his career. And he's just playing team basketball, knows what to do, basketball IQ on a high level, helping that team, you know, win games. No one thought again, well, they'd be in the seventh seed. They're one game under five hundred right now. They we don't even want to talk about what they did to the Kings the other now. I know I called you right after because that what you know what we talked about, we're not gonna talk about the Kings today. We're not gonna even go into it. We're not gonna go into it. But that was a heartbreaker that he helped us, you know, helped right there. And, and he's on my fantasy, and I've been seeing them numbers every night, and he's just doing great. But shout out to Tyrese Halliburton because, you know, he's been, he's he got the basketball IQ too, and he's really been, really, really been doing work. I'm sorry I had to fall off you, Tyrese, but LaMelo is just doing too good. And plus, Tyrese is a little hurt right now, so I might hurt his case at the end. There's also the idea that. LaMelo has played his way into the starting lineup for Charlotte, mm -hmm. and Tyrese has not. Now, I'm not sure if that's a coaching thing or a player thing, but that's just the fact of the matter at the moment. I've Honestly, you can make a case for either of these guys, but I think I am going to agree with you, Gary. I think LaMelo Ball has just been that little bit better. You know, he was my preseason pick for Rookie of the Year. I figured he would have the talent but he would also have the flair and that's what attracts votes and people who make the awards that's what they look at as well like your star power your highlight reel and i knew Lamelo ball was going to have that power uh but he has really impressed me with how well he's been playing and i and he's shown michael jordan too because he's now in the starting lineup for the Charlotte Hornets. There's a reason why they kept saying, you know, LaMelo is the best of the three ball brothers, and I think we're seeing it right now. I wonder if they're feeling a little bit of remorse up in Golden State, maybe? Maybe they should have taken LaMelo instead of Wiseman. I don't know. You know, I still think Wiseman was the right pick, but, I mean, it's, it's hard to <laughs> do not look over at Charlotte and be just a little bit jealous. Mackie took the words right out of my mouth. I don't think they're feeling remorse. I don't think the Wolves or the Golden State Warriors, I feel like, you know, beginning of the year, Wiseman's doing really good. He's been injured now, but I think he was a good pickup. Hey, not to be throwing any shots. I keep bringing everything to the Kings, but he's looking better than Bagley anyways. No shots there anyways. Anyways, Bagley sir, give some time, give some time. Another guy I don't think no one even mentioned, Emmanuel Quickly of the Knicks. Man, I watched him the other night when he played the Kings again. He's been averaging 12 points a game two rebounds and one assist you know that's not big numbers but he's been really making an impact when he comes in the game anthony edwards is also doing good you know there's some really guys who are doing really good but like you mentioned those two guys really had the pack right now and it's man you just can't deny mellow man you just can't deny Melo. when mellow og mellow gives you the mellow respect you deserve after the game you know all that so man just can't stop it yeah, he's been fun to watch. It's a real, it's a damn shame the Rising Stars game got canceled. Could you imagine seeing him and Tyrese on the same team? Oh, and Tyler Hero and some of the other guys. Man, that Rising Stars US team. Oh, man. I'm so disappointed we don't get to see it this year. But, you know, COVID and whatnot. But at least we got a three man dunk contest, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. Let's move on. Now we got hypothetical conference championship matchups. You know, this is unofficially the halfway point of the season. So, Gary, who are your two Eastern Conference finalists right now? Mike, I got the same squads going to the Eastern Conference finals that I had in the beginning of the year. I kind of wanted to switch maybe because football, I got lucky and I picked the Bucks and Chiefs in the middle and I feel like I rode that to the end. But I'm going to ride with the way I picked in the beginning of the year. I got Sixers and Nets. I got Nets going to the chip. 
I got Nets going to the finals. Simple as that. I mean, it all depends on matchups. I really don't see anyone being the Nets getting at the East. But I've been saying that before they make the Harden trade. Now I'm really doubling down on that. I really just don't see who can really beat them unless they somehow just choke away, which they got too much they got too much clutch firepower to choke. I just don't see them choking. Like they would have to be three people choking in a row. Katie, Kyrie, and James. We seen James choke. I don't really see Katie choke too much. I don't really see Kyrie choke too much. So I got that's my pick right now. I don't really think Milwaukee is they still they, I like what they're doing this year They're not like I told you last year the problem was they're too predictable So they're trying a lot of things to make it different I like that last play they ran which was the only thing they made run in the playoffs But they got that dunk last weekend versus the Clippers when Giannis came down with the swing 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 came down the middle Traveled on a play did not see the travel I'm not gonna lie until I looked to watch the replay for something He did travel but it didn't look like a travel at the time, but hey He's just too long. You can't even tell it was a travel. But he dunks that. Tomahawk dunks that down the lane. No one. I, I wish Boston would step up because I had them going last year. I keep having them knock around the door to make it finally get in. But they just don't got enough depth for me, especially now with just all these big teams. I don't know how they're going to handle that. The only guy they have that's pretty good as I don't know. Tyus is not. He can't handle. He's he's a twenty minute guy. He's not twenty a twenty minute per game guy. He's not a thirty minute. Tristan Thompson again is good but then again to me he's a little undersized at sometimes so i don't know man it's just i just to see the nets dominate but the, the team that can probably have a chance to be him because they're big is 76ers but they'll have to play perfect yeah i mean going into the season uh there was no way i was putting the philadelphia 76ers anywhere near the eastern conference finals there's just there's just no way with the way that they ended the past couple of seasons i just didn't think they were going to be able to take that step up but Looking at the way the conference is shaking up now, the, the problem with the East is everything's far too close, right? Especially from, if you look from the 11th seed to the 4th seed, they're all separated by three games. So, I mean, anything can really change on a dime in the Eastern Conference right now. But, I mean, clearly right now you got three best teams are the Sixers, the Nets, and the Bucks. And the Bucks, for the lack of a better term, I don't I don't want to put this label on them, but they've given me not really much choice. They seem like perennial chokers. Ooh. So I didn't want to put the label on, put it on them, but them, they man. keep they keep coming up short and they have to take you have to get over that hump at some time. But I don't think it's going to be this year. I agree with you. I think it's going to be the Sixers and the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I do have the Nets beating them in the Easter Conference Finals at the moment. I was hesitant on the Nets in the beginning of the season because you know how I feel about Kyrie and you know how I feel about KD. Good players, egos, you think whatever you want on that. And I just didn't know how they were going to mesh together. You know, I didn't know how Steve Nash was going to be as a coach when they brought James Harden in there. I mean, that set the bar, right? They have to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals at almost a bare minimum. And going to the finals should be a formality for them. Should be. But, I mean, you said they're not chokers. I mean, they all have a question mark hanging over them in clutch situations at some at one point or another, I would say. I mean, it's mm. not a guarantee that they're going to make it to the finals this year. But, I mean, look how it is right now. I think I have no other choice but to put them in that spot. Just Also, just looking at the rest of the Eastern Conference, especially that 5-9 to nine seed, there are a lot of surprise teams in there. You know, good on them for taking that step and getting into playoff contention. 
but I don't think they're going to pose much of a challenge for those teams at the top. Mac, two things you mentioned. Their floor, they got to make the finals. It's not Eastern Conference, no. You got three superstars. Superstars, not two all-stars. One, three superstars. Three players that could be top ten right now. Easily could have been. James Harden probably would have been an all-star starter if he didn't move teams, realistically. But, like, I got a question for you real quick before we move on. Who... Who's the Bucks closer? That's my issue the whole time. I don't think Giannis is the closer. Like, I don't see a big man in his in, in his place being a closer. You gotta have have, have a reliable jumper in some sort of way. You gotta be able to create a shot. But if he's not the closer, who is? I don't think they have anybody that can fill that Middleton role. Middleton has to be, but I've seen him in closing situations. He's iffy. He kind of seems like he gets nervous taking bad shots sometimes. To me, in my opinion. See, that's why that's why I'm not sold on the current incarnation of the Bucks. I wonder how. How different life would have been for them had the Bogdanovich trade not been voided? I don't know because he ain't even playing for the Hawks right now. Well. <laughs> he's injured a lot. Who, kn- who knows? But who knows if that injury still happens if he's in Milwaukee? We can always wonder, Mac. Let's move on to the Western Conference. I'll take the lead on this one. I think, obviously, one team is fairly certain. I think the Lakers are going to be back in the Western Conference Finals. They're the Lakers. They have LeBron. They have AD. Their roster's pretty good. Let's just put them there and forget about them for now. I think this is going to be a surprise team for me because I thought this team was going to be good. And they're one of my uh, surprises of the season so far. The Phoenix Suns right now. (laughs) And Gary has given me the biggest shock face I've ever seen. (laughs) He, But, I mean, hear me out. The team is playing well. They've got two really good guards right now. And looking at the other teams in the West, I just, I I feel the momentum from Phoenix at this moment in time. So that's why I have them in the Western Conference Finals. Now, I still think the Lakers are going to end up pulling it off and, and going to the finals. But, I mean, it's not completely out of the question for the Phoenix Suns. Mac. I'm not going to discredit Phoenix, even though I gave you that face. I could see my opinion, Phoenix is good. It's great that the seed they're in, the number two seed, that's going to really help them really in the playoffs in terms of seeding bracket-wise. But, man, oh, man, they, they, I just don't, that I really don't see them getting past the second round. I don't see them, how, like, I can see, because I see Chris Paul almost got past sec, got to the second round last year with the, the OKC team that was pretty mediocre if you look at it now. But uh, but you already said I don't even gotta mention it. You've been saying all day. Put LeBron's everything to the side, to the side again. Put the Lakers to the side. That's automatic. I got the same teams again going to the Western Conference Finals. I got the Lakers, obviously that you just said. Put them to the side. But I got the Clippers, man. I, my brother was telling me that he's like, I don't know. They still feel like they're doing the same thing that they were doing last year, resting here and there, all that type stuff. But I just feel like they got a sour taste in their mouth. Paul George under the radar. I know he's been having a still bad fourth quarters last two games. I think he's one for like 14 in the fourth quarters. He just hasn't been finding his mojo in the fourth as always. And I, and I hope they need to start putting Kawhi Leonard on blast in these fourth quarters too because I don't see him doing much either. It's always Paul George's fault. I still think at the end of the day, they're going to get there. I think they're going to right the wrong. I think everyone, does. if we already talked about it extensively, they were up about double digits in every four game closing games against that uh, that uh, Denver Nugget team. This didn't this didn't pull it off. And if this is about one of the games, they would have been there. So I got the Clippers going again. And there's some teams that maybe can make some noise. You know, I don't know Denver if they gotta get higher and stuff. I don't know. I just don't. It's just tough. I don't know this other team. 
it's the, be, Denver's the only team that can see do something again. That's really pretty much it, in my opinion. Let's go over our biggest disappointments and our biggest surprises from this NBA season. Gary, who's a team that has surprised you this season with how they perform? The biggest surprise of this NBA season so far, I think it's the team that I gave you eyebrows to earlier. It's the Phoenix Suns. I did, okay, Chris Paul, I knew he was going to make a big impact. Now, the impact I thought he was going to make is the same thing. He was out there hovering last year on the 4-5, 6 seed. But I, I slept on it. I should have thought. He got a way better second player. Not to nothing against uh, Shea Gillis, Alexander, and uh, and OKC land. But, hey, Devin Booker is obviously way better than him. And they're really getting together. Aiden and all of them. They're playing some solid defense. The other night when they play the Lakers, you know, Crowder's a big impact, impactful player on this team as well. Big pickup that no one noticed. It's kind of weird about Crowder. He can hit threes on every other team but LeBron's team. But, anyways, nothing, it's nothing against that. But, um... Yeah, like, I think the Suns the biggest shocker, man. I didn't think they were going to be number two. Number two? I didn't think they were number two. And, you know, a runner-up team that I just didn't see coming, really, was the Knicks, man. The Knicks. I didn't think they'd be five. Five? They're playing good five. Man, the Knicks beat the Kings. That was sad looking, too. I told you that last week. I keep bringing up the Kings. I'm sorry, you guys. I always come back to the Kings. But, man, oh, man, the Knicks... They're right there running it up. You got to give them credit, you know. There's like not a, they have a lot of draft picks. It's funny, their team is feel like a lot of, built with a lot of players who didn't do good in other teams. Like, they got some guys, let's see here. They got Kevin Knox right there. They got um, Randall, we already know about him. They got Derrick Rose. You know, Toppin's a good pick. Uh, Todd Gibson been doing good. So they got some plies, like, okay, like, it's kind of like weird to look at. They even got New Orleans Noel, who's been playing some decent minutes as well, so... The Knicks is my runner-up, but, man, that Phoenix team is a big shocker, in my opinion, especially being at number two. All right, well, I will not artificially extend this segment because Gary just took both of my picks that I had written down. <laughs> I had the Phoenix Suns. I knew they were going to be good. I thought they would be four, five, or six. I didn't think they would be two, so that's a real shock for me. And then, yeah, the New York Knicks rising from memedom <laughs> to be two possible playoff contenders. That's probably the biggest surprise of the season for me let's talk about biggest disappointments now i'm gonna go first so i can steal your picks <laughs> so my biggest disappointments and a lot of these are gonna come from the eastern conference uh but my biggest disappointment i'd have to say is the washington wizards mm. now i don't believe they made the playoffs last year no so way. i mean i knew <laughs> i knew that they were it was going to be tough for them but i really thought that acquiring russell westbrook and partnering him with bradley beal was going to propel that team to at least be in contention for that eighth seed. And they just look flat. And it's really it's really kind of baffling to me. But maybe I should have seen it coming, you know. Maybe Westbrook just doesn't have the ability to lift a team into the into playoff contention. I mean, because, uh, I mean, I'm just going off his time with the Thunder and his time with the Rockets. They didn't elevate past where they were. I mean, it's it's... I just don't know what to think. I mean, we know we know how good Bradley Beal is. We know how good Russell Westbrook is. But something isn't clicking there. Or the team around them, every other player on the team is trash. It's one of those two things. And that's really, they're really the biggest surprise of the season for me. But I also want to say I expected more from the Orlando Magic. They're currently hovering around the basement. Detroit's firmly in the basement. I did not expect that. And then I expected Houston to be just a tiny bit better despite trading away James Harden. I expected a little bit more out of them as well. Well, see, Washington was on my list, but they're not my number one. 
they are shocking. I just got to probably, I think, just the background story in Washington. They're kind of, they've been on a really good streak lately. You know, they've been winning, like, I think they won, like, last seven out of three games or something like that. So they, they actually had one last seven out of three. They've been doing good. And in terms of, I think they got, I don't know, but they got hit with COVID big time at the beginning of the year. So I think that's probably a big issue. So I think they're going to be trying to step up, and hopefully they can, because Bradley B and Russell Westbrook are two firepowers. I'm not going to get into what you just said about Westbrook, disrespecting that man. He did help OKC make the playoffs when Durant left him that year when he got MVP. But it's okay, Mac. We'll let that one go on your on your part. <laughs> and then uh, Houston, okay. Houston, I, if they had James Harden, they'd be disappointed. But I did thought they were going to do pretty good with John Wall. You know, just in, especially Victor Deep. I thought they were going to keep it at least afloat. But nah, I, I can kind of see why I went downhill, you know. They got some good guys in that team too, especially their center. He's been pretty good all year, especially when he's catching all those lobs earlier in the season. But um, he's been, I think he's been injured as well to uh, Christian Wood. So um, my biggest disappointment, Mac, I'm surprised you didn't name this team. But maybe it's because we were just blind blinded by looking at the roster and what they did last year. But there's two teams. And I know you said you were going east and I'm going west. I got to pick Dallas. Dallas, you in eighth? Dallas, you're in eighth, my dog. That makes no sense. You was last year so close to beating the Clippers in the first round. If Porzingis was there and he didn't maybe get, didn't get thrown out in the first game, they could have had a chance to maybe even win that series against the Clippers. So I think I got Dallas. And, you know, Luka was, Luka was supposed to be the MVP conversation. He ain't really sniffing it because they're in eighth. So... That's my biggest shocker right now. We already talked about a different team that was pretty much a big shocker in my opinion too, which is the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets as well. I thought they were going to be hovering around the 1-2 to be honest with you. And they're hovering at the 6 right now. So that was a big time shocker in my opinion that a team that is doing so-so right now. You know, you know, we always have a long list of people that we are not <laughs> happy about. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I kind of expect the Warriors to be where they're at. I mean, we didn't even mention real quick biggest surprises. Didn't even mention like San Antonio. I thought they were going to fall off. Even though if you look at their team, it's actually pretty solid. Got to give credit to Blazers again. We're, we're doing pretty good. But again, let's go back to disappointments again. Like, again, Washington. I thought Atlanta would do good. They just fired their coach. But I thought Atlanta, you know, they had a lot of firepower, especially on offense. I thought they would be hovering around there. And I think last team I feel like I want to mention that they're pretty disappointed. I didn't think, Mac, I didn't think Orlando, Detroit, and Cleveland. That, that new, I knew they would be bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. But a team that's probably, uh, I want to mm, say a team that's probably not doing as good as I thought they were going to do is the, the Miami Heat. Now, Miami Heat were hit with COVID, too. So uh, maybe they're going to come back, too, and do a better, uh, better, you know, finish off the season. But Miami Heat going to the finals last year, I thought they were going to be a solid team this year. They always play good culture basketball and good consistent basketball, but that really hasn't been too much. They've been really figuring out those young guys that they got out there right now. And Hero and Robinson, they're figuring them out that big time. And if Jimmy doesn't play, they look like they're lost out there, really, to be honest. So... Those are my disappointments teams. Again, a pumped-up team that that's doing pretty good. That's no one even mentioned. Bulls doing pretty good. And also the Charlotte Hornets are doing pretty good. So those are the teams that's pretty doing good. I already knew Portland was going to be in the mix where they're at right now. Memphis, I know they're in the 10th seed. So, you know, you're technically still in the play-in. And Indiana, you know, I don't know. Indiana was 50 last year. I that I don't know about Indiana. They're just, they just never looked good to me last They were shocked to me last year they were in 50 seed. So... Hey, that's what we got right now. I think the really the biggest shock and the biggest disappointment, in my opinion, is Mr. Luca Magic himself. We're very hard people to please, I'm finding out, as <laughs> the further we do this show. All right, now let's wrap this show up quickly. 
Give me your all-star predictions. I got LeBron James and his squad winning the all-star game. They just picked it today. I feel like he picked a way better starting lineup than uh, KD did. He got three big men really dominant with Giannis and they got uh, Jokic, and they got two shooters, really, and two big guys with Curry, and can't wait to see LeBron and Curry play for the first time, and Doncic, so I got him. The bench for Durant's probably a little slightly better, but that's my uh, pick right there for the terms of All-Star game. I like uh, I like Team LeBron as well. I just feel like they have a better overall team. They have more players and more positions than Durant did. I think uh, Durant not playing is going to hurt that team. KD was picking straight offensive guys. Huh. <laughs> I mean, if you score enough points, who needs defense? Mm. Who's going to be the dunk champion? Oh, this is the horrible dunk contest champion I've ever seen in my life, Mac. Horrible. Just horrible. But I'm going to pick a team. I'm going to pick Toppin. You know, Toppin in college was really great. I don't see LA Dakota 2 win. Literally, I, I'm sorry, I can't say their name. Anthony Simons. I thought it was always Anthony Simons, but it's Anthony Simons. He has two dunks all year, Mac. I'm pretty sure I looked that up earlier today. He has two dunks. You're going to have more dunks in a dunk contest than you have. You can have more dunks attempting the dunk contest in, in even an NBA game. So that's ridiculous. Now right watch. There. Now watch this man go out and win the dunk contest for you saying that. He had a good Twitter dunk. I seen a Twitter dunk. He did look like he did something nice there. So maybe he something got something hidden. Cash the Stanley. I think he was in the G League. I can't even talk about him. No disrespect against the G Leaguers, just not in the NBA. I had Obi Toppin as well. All right, and finally, three point champion. I got Devin Booker. Who you got? I got. They ain't nobody, no question. Stephen Curry, the man who made the three-point art what it is today. There's a lot of guys in there that's pretty good, but Stephen Curry, splash brother himself, going to take it easily. All right, that's how we feel about the NBA at this point in the season. And now we're going to go take our all-star break. So we'll see you back here next week for another episode of No Limits. Peace.